Hey, this is Wesley. Hey, this is Josh. And you are listening to the Family Blueprint Podcast. We're equipping the families to be all that God has called them to be. Hey, Josh. Hey, Wesley. How was your weekend? Weekend was great, man. What'd you Uh, do? Yeah. Uh, So we have kind of a rough patch of land in our backyard, a lot of undeveloped you know, like we got a stream back there that's all covered with vines and we've got a bunch of wild bushes and thorns and, and all kinds of fun stuff. So we got to busy hacking. Lacey and I got the axe out and, and some saws and uh, uh, rakes, all kinds of things. Yeah. And basically made a mountain of brush. And awesome. now we got some some more uh, open space there man you are cultivating the world having dominion and subduing it right i, in the I have to tell you genesis one and two right through my mind there that's like, awesome exercise dominion yeah and to see my wife swinging an axe in the backyard i couldn't be prouder she's just can't imagine the perfect helper <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome we, she's helping me exercise dominion over our property there so that's awesome yeah the boys love it we were having a blast beautiful beautiful weekend we had what were you guys up to we um let's see saturday ashley's cousin had a birthday and so we went down to the fayetteville stedman area and had a birthday in the um at a park and then we went to ashley's parents house where her dad smoked some ribs and so that was just a great time um, and then we came back here uh, sun, Saturday night, and I preached Sunday morning, and here we yeah, are did. Monday, recording a podcast. This is awesome. Who would have awesome. Who would have thought? I have to be honest with you, Wesley. Be honest. I have never done this before. I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. But I hope you guys <laughs> are enjoying this. Hopefully, we hit record this. before we started talking. Yeah, it's uh, recording now, man. We're, okay, good. We're We're busting through it. It's awesome. Well, <laughs> we are glad that you guys are listening in on this. Uh, yes, welcome. We are excited about this family blueprint, this um, this resource that we're providing for you guys to help your families be all that God has called you to be. And so we released a theme reveal video uh, today when recording, which is Monday, October 5th, but you'll be hearing this a little, little bit afterwards. But our theme this month is family blueprint. Yeah, big surprise. And family. so... What we wanted to do here uh, today is uh, talk about what that is, talk about what Family Blueprint is and where we can find that in God's Word. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about it a bit. If you haven't watched the video that we released um, Monday, October 5th, I believe, then definitely go back and watch that. You can find it on our app now. You can find it on our our webpage under Ministries. Look for Family Blueprint, and even on our our church Facebook page. We want you guys to to have. I think it's like a twelve minute video, but I think Wesley does a phenomenal job laying out. Here's the biblical foundation for family and what we see God doing through the family throughout the Bible. It's it's really awesome, and that's kind of the launching point as we get deeper into it this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's a ton of fun to do. So what we're going to do now is we're going to look at God's blueprint for the family. And uh, we think we can find that best in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And so we've got our Bibles in front of us. I'm turning right now to that chapter and that um, that passage of Scripture, should I say. Yes. And uh, we're just going to walk through it and, and talk about uh, why it's relevant for our lives and, and what's going on in it. So, Josh, can you kind of give us... Um, from the best of your memory, the rundown on what's going on in the book of Deuteronomy. 
uh, in Deuteronomy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is the second giving of the law to the people of Israel mm-hmm. as they have finished their wandering. Uh, well, not really wandering, more uh, a period of God's judgment on them to keep them out of the land for 40 years so that the unbelieving generation would die off. Speaking of generational discipleship, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. And then um, this new um, raised up adult generation will now get to enter the promised land. And uh, so before they go in, Moses gives them like one big final sermon recapping everything from the past, the law, um, how God has kept his promises and been faithful to his people. Yeah. Deuteronomy is one of my favorite books. It's awesome. Even though it is a retelling of, of the law, it's yeah. a beautiful book. Can you imagine giving a sermon for the length of Deuteronomy? I can imagine you giving a sermon the length of Deuteronomy. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> he was Most, teaching me some Hebrew stuff on Sunday. I tell you what. Moses must have been tired. But mm-hmm. yeah, so Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's the retelling of the law. Um, I think it's important to note that um, for them to go into the promised land, they needed to know this generation that didn't experience the plagues on Egypt or didn't experience um, God's deliverance with the Red Sea, mm-hmm. they needed to know. They needed to know what God has done for them so that they could live faithfully in the land that God was providing. That's right. So let's um, let's read it. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Please. Uh, we're going to do verses 4 through 9. Okay. I'll read it for us. Okay. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk with them when you sit at the house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them on a sign on your hand, and they shall be at the frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So reading that, Josh, what are some things that kind of stick out to you? So I think it's fascinating how the first thing Israel needs to hear and remember is who God is. Before we even get to who am I, what has God called me to do, and, and what does the Bible say about family? It's, well, it all starts with God. Yeah. He is one God, which means we can have no other gods before him, mm-hmm. which means he is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Uh, he is Lord. He's Yahweh. He's Elohim. Mm-hmm. You know, those um, powerful names of God there uh, in, in that verse. It's all right there. Yeah. And, and this isn't a rabbit hole that we would want to go into now, but it's important to note that in the New Testament, we find out more about this one Lord and that he is a... Um, a complexity of one. He is three in one, as we would call the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is who Yahweh is. And so when we look at Jesus, we see the God of the Old Testament. We see the one who has led the people out of Israel. Um, Just as Jesus said, um, before Abraham was, I am, which is that, that Yahweh title. Really interested to note. But yeah, this... This um, this passage of scripture can really, if you think about it, be broken up into two different parts. And so you have um, what the people are to do individually, mm-hmm. and you are you see what they are to do 
out of that, out of that, out of right. the overflow of, um, of verse five. So Josh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Right. God and us and then spreading to others. Yeah. That's, that's the, the natural flow. So, um, you know, Jesus is asked, I was just, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit works. I was just reading in Mark 12 this morning where Jesus is asked a question by one of the scribes, which commandment is the most important of all? And so it's good confirmation that uh, Deuteronomy 6 is not just a passage of scripture that talks about, um, you know, what, what God might have for us. Like Jesus says, this is the most important thing. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Um, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Jesus quotes that verbatim. And then he also quotes, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So that is verse five, Deuteronomy yeah. six, five. Jesus is quoting What does God require? Man, it's so heavy handed. I can't believe he'd require this of us. He wants our love. Yeah. He, he, he wants, wants us. He wants us. He wants all of us. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, what, what makes up a human? Well, there's the heart, there's the soul, there's the mind. That, no, it's just you love God with all that you are. Yeah. Your heart beats as one with God, the same way that the Father loves the Son and the Son loves the mm. Father and the Spirit loves Father and Son and, and draws them together. Yeah. The Lord is one and we are one in that love. Yeah, that's awesome. And then verse um, verse six continues that, these words that Moses is teaching to the people of Israel, that they are to be on their heart. Like they are to be things that um, they are engulfed in, things that they are reminded of often. They are to be on their heart. And out of that, what are they supposed to do, Josh? Yeah. Verse seven. Yeah. Uh, on your heart. And then as we know who you are at home is who you really are. Yeah. So if you're loving God with your whole heart, then what happens? You're modeling this for your children. You teach them the commandments of God diligently to your children. And you talk about it. You talk about it when you're sitting in your house and when you're walking, you know, downtown to get some ice cream mm. in downtown apex which is what our family loves to do it's one of yeah. our favorite things so we we can talk about god's creation we can talk about what he's doing and, and who jesus is on the way downtown and and we talk about when we are lying down so before you go to bed what are the last things that we're thinking about well if god is on our heart and he's our love the last thing we're thinking about is is god yeah. and we're giving thanks for our day and we're we're praying for one another we're praying for our church we're praying for the lost because that's on our heart because we love God. And then, um, also when you rise, <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? It's a new day. There's new mercies for today too. Yeah. That's awesome. I've heard someone, uh, say before that in verse seven, the word that's used teach there could really be translated as impress, impress these things diligently to your yep. kids. And the, the imagery that's used there is that of a sculptor who is chiseling away at a piece of stone um, to craft, to make, um, to, to shape um, a, a, a sculpture to be what it is. And so just as, um, as a sculptor chips away at that stone, um, so we as families are to, to, to impress the teachings of the Lord uh, to our kids for them to be all that God has created them to be. But here's the thing, right? If we're not doing that chiseling, if we're not doing that impressing at the home, then somebody is. Mm -hmm. Whether that's at school, 
whether that's yes. uh, through uh, the media, whether that's through culture, whether that's through the music that they're listening to. Um, the next generation, our kids are being shaped by something. Yeah. Is it us? Oh, my goodness. There, there's a reason statistics support this, that most people come to faith in Christ before their adult years. Not saying no one comes to faith in Christ as adults. I know plenty of them, but but most when it's when they're younger. Yeah. And it's because they were impressed upon the love of God by someone they knew. Family yeah. member, Sunday school teacher. Uh, for myself, my father led me to Christ. For Lacey, it was her grandfather at Vacation Bible School. People that you know, that you know they live out the truth. This isn't just something you heard on the TV. Yeah. These are the people who have the biggest impression on you, and they choose to use that impression to make much of Jesus. Yeah, and this has implications for me and you as um, pastors at a church who work hands-on with kids and with teenagers to teach them biblical truths. Yes. But how does this also um, how does this also have implications for parents? Oh, it's, the implications are huge because. Yeah, as, as, as we learned and was communicating to us, do you, do you realize how many hours are in a week? 168. How many of those hours do they spend at church? On a good week, maybe one, maybe two. Maybe two if you're If, if they're like lucky. super saints. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours. You know, people are like, well, you know, every time the doors were open at church, you know, my family had us there. Okay, so yeah. maybe, maybe five hours yeah. out of 168. 168. So what kind of impression can a pastor have on your child or student that you do not have? Absolutely. And we don't want to neglect the influence that um, a spiritual leader as a, at a church can have on a family not or a kid. But I think here in Deuteronomy 6, we can see um, that the primary role of discipler in a kid's life, in a teen's life, is their home, is um, their parents, are the people who are with them most often. They have the greatest responsibility of doing that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And we see in in verse 8, it's not just like what you do is what defines you, but in verse 8 it says, if the gospel has, has just changed your life and changed your home, you're gonna you're gonna like see it on it's a sign on your hand right and it's like a front lit between your eyes the commandments of god and you even write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates yeah like literally the decor of your home it's it's impressing on our family it's impressing on anyone who comes in our doors this is what we're about yeah so i love scripture and i love that you know, Moses gives this big command in verse seven that um, parents and families are to be the ones that impress these things on their kids, and that's a that's a big that's a weighty task. It's an important task. Yeah. But then he gives the how to in mm-hmm. verses eight and nine, right? That's great. And it's it's not stuff that's um that's hard to do, um, because if you look through the list, how many of you guys talk to your kids? Hopefully we would say all of us. I do. Yes. Yeah. I'll talk to Lucy. At least once a day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. And then <laughs> what's the next one? That. How many of you guys ever sit at your house watching TV, doing yep. whatever? There's a recliner at my house that gets a lot of use from me. 
So is it yeah. a lazy boy? It's not a lazy boy. Okay. It's something that we got from a, a family, um, but it's pretty comfortable. It's well, pretty there you comfortable. go, man. Yeah, Wesley's got his chair. We the chair. So we do sit at our house. And what's the next one? When you walk, yeah. how how many of you guys will walk during the day? Maybe you walk with your kids. But another implication would be driving. That's how we get from point A to point B. And I know you guys are um, unpaid chauffeurs for um, soccer players and and band band um, band goers. So we we spend significant amount amount of time in the cars. The American family is busier than like any other family in history. It's yeah. just crazy what all our parents are driving and doing or helping them with homework right now and virtual education. It's, you know, we have so much love and respect for how busy families are. Yeah. So I think it's refreshing that this isn't meant to be super complicated blueprint. Yes. You got to take six hours a day. No, it's, you're already in the car. You're, you already have these rhythms in your daily life, right? That's it. Rhythm. That's a good word. And so Moses is telling the people, hey, in these rhythms that you already have, use them as opportunities to teach your kids um, the truth of the Lord. Um, and in our day, it would be teach them the truth of the gospel, of the truth that Christ has, has died, that he has risen, and that he is currently reigning over all things and that because of that we have hope so while you're on the way to soccer practice when you're Mm -hmm. chucking chicken nuggets in the back to 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 eat before you get there maybe take a second to to bless it to to say a prayer of thanksgiving for god for providing for your family Mm -hmm. maybe you're driving down the interstate um you know visiting family like we we go down 40 we go down 95 um multiple times a month to see our family what an awesome opportunity to uh talk about the gospel but also uh playing christian music and maybe you know talking about some of the lyrics that are that are included with that you know tons of tons of tons of opportunities yeah if you don't mind me asking so so lucy is a year old Right? She is. She just turned 13 months. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Congratulations, by the way. For, a year of parenting. Yeah. It's I cra- mean, it's crazy. <laughs> kept, you kept a child alive for over a year. She'd be so proud. Way to go, Ashley. Uh, we know you, yeah, you did absolutely. a ton of heavy she, lifting, right? She does the heavy <laughs> yeah. lifting for sure. So, uh, my question is before Lucy came on the scene, mm-hmm. I assume you and Ashley had certain rhythms. Uh, for discipleship, for worship as a family, for talking through, like you said, driving down uh, to Fayetteville and talking on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind just sharing briefly, hey, like, what was one rhythm of discipleship you guys had? And then now Lucy's here. Yeah. And so your rhythm looks a little bit different, but maybe another way that you've been able to make a discipleship moment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not perfect. We're not a perfect family, so we're not we're not doing <laughs> well, that this. That takes perfectly. the pressure off me. Good. Yeah. Okay. We're not doing this perfectly, um, but a lot of it before Lucy was, um, I mean, it was still a picture of Deuteronomy six of you know as we're going through life as things come up uh, when we need to debrief about things. You know, we uh, we'll talk about how um, how we feel God's leading us to do something or a lot of it was before the COVID world. Right. And so we were, um, actively each week, um, hands on with the kids and we were able to, um, see each other serve in such a way. And, um, after 
so like a BL and an AL. So after Lucy, yeah. you know, things are a lot more hectic. Um, and you know, it's, it's a, it's hard, um, with a one year old to talk about the things of the Lord because she's not able to exactly understand what all we're saying. Right. Uh, she's getting there more and more. Um, but what it, what it looks like now is, you know, in the middle of the night, whenever she's waking up, you know, and we're trying to get her back to sleep, trying to, trying to rock her back is I say a little prayer. I say a prayer for her as she's, um, you know, going through, um, she's, she's recently gone through some sleep regression. So we're getting up uh, in yeah. the middle of the night a little know, bit more. Yeah. And, um, so part of it is, you know, understanding it's not just, oh, I'm so tired. She needs to go back to sleep is, Hey, this is some precious time that I have with my daughter that as I'm rocking her, trying to get her back to sleep, cause I want to sleep too. Mm-hmm. Um, praying with her. And I'll tell you this too. Um, I didn't realize how crummy of a human being I was until I had a kid. Absolutely. And so the Lord is using parenthood um, to disciple me, um, to, to show me how good he is, no matter how many times I get frustrated or, or things like that. Isn't that remarkable? Like we, having kids, like they depend on their parents, mm. right? Lucy literally needs you to stay alive. Titus, Jude, and Mercy need Lacey and I to stay alive, and yet we need them more. Yeah, We need to see uh, the fruit of the Spirit genuinely grow in our lives. It's not just something we can coast along and do yeah. because we get to pick and choose our, our schedule and everything that, that is interesting to us. We're literally pouring our lives into three little souls, yeah. and it's stretching, and it's exhausting, yeah. and it's frustrating, and I, there probably won't be one day where you don't experience frustration and stress. And, and, um, so this might be, a um, you know, not a good podcast to listen to if you're thinking about, Hey, should we have kids? Um, but I do <laughs> hope it's encouraging to you. Feel the earth and subdue it. <laughs> like, like Wesley said, you, you become more aware of your own need for dependence on grace. Oh yeah. But man, when you, when you are, praying for that little one and to, to see what kind of love the father has for his son. It brings a whole nother depth to your walk that just can't be explained. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and maybe you're like, Hey, we, I don't have a kid right now, I'm not even married, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, I'm an, I'm an empty, empty nester or widow, whatever stage of life you're in, you can still have that experience when you disciple someone yes. in the church, a young believer who's like, wait, where's, where's Mark? What's Deuteronomy about? Mm -hmm. And you don't even need to tell them, go listen to Josh and Wesley's podcast. You can say, Hey, I will show you Yeah, (laughs) because I had to learn this at at one point. Let's go walk downtown and let's talk about the things of the Lord. What a privilege. Whether, what, whatever kind of rhythm that you have, use it as a way to talk about things of the Lord and to impress these truths on your kids so that they can grow up to be the next generation um, who walks humbly before the Lord. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to be the kind of Christians who are just like, I've heard the expression cul-de-sac Christians. Mm. We just collect all the grace and knowledge about Jesus and we get really puffed up and we just, we hoard it to ourselves, but we want to be channels. We want God's grace to flow through us. And that's why we can confidently say, 
Deuteronomy 6 is God's blueprint yes. for discipleship. Absolutely. This is the key for healthy homes and a healthy church, regardless of what your family unit looks like. Yeah, that's really good. So let's move and let's talk about some, uh, we, we've hinted at it along the way, but what are some implications? Like if someone was reading this text and they wanted to walk away with, well, what do I do now? Uh, what are some points that you might give them from this text, Josh? Well, I think you, you got to start at verse four, mm. just like Israel. Hey, even if you're in a really good season of life, maybe you're listening to this podcast, you say life is going really well right now. Everyone else might have a stinky 2020, but like I'm all, I'm all tens, you know, yeah. great, awesome. But you know, Israel was in that season as well. They're about to walk into the promised land and, and taste those huge grapes and, and the honey and you know, see, get, get fish from the sea of Galilee. They're, they're about to go in and, and take that. But Hey, before here, listen, mm. are you listening to the voice of God daily in your life? Are you coasting on things that you heard from someone else? Like, Hey, Wesley preached a great sermon on Sunday. Awesome. But how did you listen to the voice of God today on Monday Yeah. or Tuesday or Wednesday or even on Saturday? It's like, well, I made it all week. Surely I can, I can miss one day of listening to the voice of God. Well, maybe you, maybe you take a break from your reading plan, but you still need to be meditating on the word of God. You need to be letting God pour into your life. So his truth is flowing through you. Yeah. Because as, um, you know, to use the term, as we fill our tank, as we, um, feast on God's word and as we grow Mm -hmm. in our relationship with him, it's not just for ourselves but it is to flow out of us into the life of others, whether that's our kids or maybe it's someone we meet for coffee to, to mm-hmm. mentor, or maybe it's a coworker who uh, needs help and maybe doesn't know who Jesus is. Like the purpose of God giving us much as believers is to go and to give that to others. Oh yeah. And parents, we were just talking about how busy we all are right now and, and families and even college students, the, mm. I'm amazed at what our college students do. They're like, hey, I'm That's doing crazy. school online and I'm doing homework till 2 a.m. I'm working part time. Yeah, then I got to get up jobs. and work. And, and then they got to figure out where they're going to live and all that stuff. Like, it's amazing um, how God's grace is sufficient through these, these crazy seasons of life. Yeah. But I just want to encourage us all that I, th- I think it's easy for us to use busyness as the excuse for why we can't read the Bible. Yeah. And... And I know plenty of mature believers who I look up to who say, the more busy I am, the more time I need to make for soaking in the word. I need to fill up because I can't run on empty. I'm going to burn out or I'm going to burn other people out Mm. because in order to keep myself going, I'm going to, I'm going to start biting at some people, right? Because I got nothing to give. I've got no truth or love to share. So I just give them my raw self. And if I'm giving you raw Josh, it's not a good day. Yeah. Let me just tell you, you're not going to be having a good day after that. Yeah. So we need to, we need to for ourselves be going into the word of the Lord mm. um, and spending time in communion with God. Yeah. Um, not for just for our benefits, but for the benefit of our families, for the benefit of our coworkers, for the benefit of those that we are discipling as well. Yeah. I think another implication too is, you know, whenever we have these conversations that parents are the primary disciplers of their kids, I mean, sometimes you can just see the fear coming into some family's eyes because they have no idea how to do this. Um, But we want to encourage you uh, just like the word here does 
that you use the rhythms that you're already doing, um, those car rides to that soccer game, um, those um, walks downtown to get ice cream, uh, whatever it is, use those to talk about the Lord. Um, and one other thing, too, is uh, God has given us an awesome um, object lesson with his creation to talk about the things of the Lord. So as you're going to the beach, as you see the vast ocean, talk to your kids about the God who created the heavens and the earth, yeah. how good God is. Whenever your family is blessed with something, whether it's um, a financial blessing or, or whatever, maybe, maybe your family's recently got a, got a pretty good job, Talk about how good the Lord's provision is for your life and how your kids can trust them. Or maybe it's it's not that. Maybe you're going through a really difficult time in your family. Um, use those opportunities to show where we need to trust in the Lord. You know, so good. I, was, I think I told you, you know, I, I pray to the Lord to help me to trust him. And whenever I pray that, he answers that prayer, but he answers it by giving me opportunities where I need to trust him. And so using those opportunities to tell your kids, hey, God is good. Even when things around us seem bad, God is good. And we can trust in that because his promises are true. That's it. And I got to say, our Salem family has been such a blessing to us over the years when we had Judah and Mercy just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we still have diapers and wipes and outfits and everything yeah. that were given to us yeah. at these, at these, we we're just overloaded with gifts or when one of us was sick or we were going through a hard time or the passing away of a, uh, of a close loved one, our church family was there for us. And so you are modeling, showing that Christ-like love to one another. So what you said, Wesley, and hey, don't forget the most important part of this might not be the meal that you deliver. It might be telling your child why you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. Hey, here's why we're not sitting down watching Netflix right now. We're going to go over and visit a church family or drop off a meal. It's because, you know, sister so-and-so just had surgery and, and, and she could use some food and we just, we want to love her like yeah. Jesus loves her. Kids remember that, man. I remember I grew up in a pastor's home and my dad would take me all the time as a young kid to nursing homes and to visit some elderly members who were shut in. And we'd spend hours talking. And as a kid, I was kind of bored by it, honestly. But I, I tell you what, as, as an adult now, I look back and it's burned in my mind yeah. that that's what you do to show the love of Jesus. You're there for people caring for them. That's I'll never awesome. forget it. That's awesome. Well, today we've talked about Deuteronomy 6 and how it is the family blueprint, how it is the blueprint for us to, to grow as a family, to disciple our kids and, um, and see the next generation uh, come up. Um, one thing, Josh doesn't know this, but one thing that I thought that we could do um, to end the podcast each time was to have a specific memory um, as we were going up um, that just makes us remember how good our family is and how uh, much our family loved us. Mm. And I think, I think you had an, an awesome example yeah. with your, with your dad. Yeah. Had a quite an impression on me for sure. Yeah. And so one of the things that I think of, um, my dad was a deacon. And so you mentioned earlier, every time the doors were open, you're there. Um, well, every time that the doors uh, were open, we were there. And we were also there when the doors closed because we were usually um, mopping up floors or cleaning up kitchens. Um, oh, so he put you to work. Yeah. That's, 
That's a great dad right there. Yeah, absolutely. Bringing you into the, the ministry with him. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I resonate with what you said that, you know, at the time, I would have rather been home playing my Game Boy and, and hanging out with friends. But, man, that was some sweet times, just hanging out with my dad and um, serving the Lord and, and serving the church. And I think a lot of those things uh, came into uh, my mind whenever I felt God calling me into some form of ministry. Like God used that time that my dad intentionally spent with me to serve the church, um, to to show me the the goodness of ministry, the goodness of hard work. So yeah. I think we should do that every time. I think that we should you know think of a of a memory um, for sure where we remember how how good it is and how good family is and how uh, we can remember that. Yeah, because in in the busyness of the moments of life you might ask yourself, is it really worth it in this moment to have family Bible time or to, you know, like we said, take a meal to someone and explain why we're doing it or have your kid help you sweep up a mess at church. Like, does it really matter? Just let them go play. Just let them kind of do their own thing because the memories that we're sharing Wesley and I right now show that our parents cared about the movement of God's discipleship through families, passing the word on from generation to generation when you take up those moments, you're joining in the movement from eternity past, and that's the legacy that you leave behind with your life. It's Abs- an amazing legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Deuteronomy 6, it's an awesome passage of scripture. It's an awesome blueprint for our families. And uh, for our next podcast, we're going to have a very special guest. The good, Super special. The good doctor, Dr. <laughs> Justin Carmona, is going to join us right. and talk about the important partnership um, that is between the home and the family. So yeah, we hope can't you, wait. Yeah, we hope you have enjoyed uh, this podcast, and we hope that you'll tune in next time for our next episode of the Family Blueprint Podcast. Yep. I'll tune in, Wesley. Yeah. Until then, signing off. Yeah, we'll see you then.